0: Praise the Lord. Father, I just pray. From glory to glory. From glory to glory. Lord, just take us to the next level. Lord, as we stand upon your word, as we lean upon your word, as we open our hearts to study your word, let your word work in us and through us. For your glory, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Isn't it great to just come together in the name of Jesus to lift up the goodness of our God, to praise Him? You know, how many of you have ever felt bad when you're the only one getting, you're only one receiving? Because God has created us in His image, and there's a giving nature in us as well. And we don't have the opportunity to give. We just feel kind of, I don't know about you, but I just feel kind of dirty, I feel like this is just, I'm inhaling, but I'm supposed to exhale too, you know. But when we come together in the name of Jesus and we put our hearts and our lives and, our, and our, you know, our countenances together and we exponentially begin to just lift up and praise God and worship Him, I don't know about you, but I feel better. Amen? I just feel better. I'm like, God, you deserve so much more, but I'm glad we could give you that. You've been better to us than we have been to you. But I thank you I could take a few moments with my friends and my family and, and lift you up and bless you and glorify you. If God, you tell us that brings honor to you. You tell us you enjoy that. You tell us that it is a delight unto you for us to lift our hands and to shout and to praise uh, your holy name. So Lord, we we just, it's a good thing. Amen? It's a good thing. Well, I thank you for coming out on this extremely hot evening. Wow. Thank God for air conditioning. If you got nothing else to praise Him for, you ought to praise Him for some cushion, conditioned air. <laughs> Amen. And, uh, oh, whoever came up with that, that was a divine download. And, uh, and I'm glad the men and women worked together to make it happen, and, and now here we are in the 2017 enjoying it. But we're going to continue kind of what the Lord just uh, kind of pushed us over, you know, just like for fun, I don't know if you've ever done this, but out on a pier or out on a dock or something, and there's always someone in the family that just likes to cut up. I got a little sanguine in me. It takes a lot to get it stirred up, but when it gets stirred up, I can do it. And you know, they just, you know the water's not deep, but they just push you over, just push you off the dock into the water. And then the next thing you know, they're grabbing you and pulling you in as well. And everybody gets wet and refreshed. Well, felt like Sunday the Lord just kind of pushed us over into some, some good, refreshing, uh, deep water. And, uh, and I want to continue for us to swim in that. Amen? Is that good? We're going to study together uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 3 tonight. So if you turn there, uh, I want us to do a little Bible study on these verses, uh, verses 2 through 18. And, um, and I just want us to massage the word and let the word massage us. And, you know, a deep tissue massage. I want the Word to get in us. I don't want us to just hear the Word, hear the Word. I want the Word to get in us and transform us. Amen? Don't be conformed to this world, the Bible says, but be ye transformed. The same word, uh, not tribulation, but transfiguration, that Jesus did on the mountain there. Same word. He wants us to be transformed, a metamorphosis, to take place by the, by the renewing of our mind. And our mind is the gateway into our soulish realm. We get it into our mind, and then as we massage it and confess it and believe it uh, and stand on it, it, it settles into our heart. And then out of our heart, we believe and we confess, and that which uh, is not becomes that which is declared by our tongue. So our, you know, God gives us uh, the opportunity to participate In the supernatural. How exciting is that? So here in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, let's begin at verse 2 as we study together. He says, you are our epistle written in our hearts, known and read by all men. Clearly, you are an epistle of Christ, ministered by us, written not with ink, but by the Spirit of the living God and written not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of flesh that is of the heart. I've got up on the screen here some uh, comparisons that will be coming up between some of the Chinese writing and uh, that between that and, say, the Roman numerals and the Roman writing that they did. And uh, the big difference between the two, uh, the artistic flair of the Chinese writing had its liberty, had its freedom to be artistic, its freedom to have its flair because it was written on that rice paper whereas the Romans' writing in stone had to make straight lines and its very harsh marks and very strong straight marks there. Uh, When when the apostle is talking here about uh, this here, uh, epistles that are written not, not on stone but on our hearts, that there is a room and opportunity for the, you might would say, the artistic flair of the Spirit of God to write beautiful things on our lives and through our lives so we are not to be staunch and we're not to be stiff and we're not to be rigid. We're to be uh, free-flowing in the Spirit of God. Oh, to have a worship service, to have a, a, a biblical lifestyle that is not rigid, but flowing freely in the Spirit of God. It's all about the glory, and you're going to find you're not going to see the glory manifested if we don't allow the Spirit of God liberty to move and liberty to do what He wants to do in and through our lives because it is the Spirit of God that brings forth the manifest of the presence of God here in and through our lives. So thank God He's not writing on hearts of stone Uh, Nothing that's rigid, but that creative expression of Jesus Himself. That's what I want to pray. That the creative expression of Jesus Himself by the Spirit of God can be written on our hearts. That we as a people will bring forth the beauty of the glory of God by our lifestyle, by our words, by our actions, by the work that we do in this world. Not of rigid stone, but that of the freedom of the Spirit of God. So he says, you are living epistles. That's what he's talking about there. And we are to testify that Jesus Christ is resurrected. This isn't about a dead religion. It's about a living God. Hallelujah. And that we have a relationship with this living God. This is not something that we've studied the history books and we've gone into the graveyards and we've taken our notes of the epitaphs that have been written and left in all of the historical uh, 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 annals there. We are in an up-to-date relationship with this living God. And we yield to His Spirit that He might flow in us and through us to bring forth the artistic desire of His heart on earth as it is in heaven. For He is the King who is present and ready to rule and make everything in order. Everything that He touches, He will bring and release His divine order. And He wants to work that in us and through us. So He says we are these living epistles. And verse 4, He goes on and He says, And we have such trust through Christ towards God... Not that that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything uh, as being from ourselves. None of this can come from us, but our sufficiency is from God. Oh, that we would embrace Him every day. Oh, that we would turn to Him every day. Oh, that we would call on His name every day. That we would walk in His way and we would listen to His voice and turn to the right and turn to the left and stop or start as He instructs in our lives, not just on a Sunday, not just on a Wednesday, but every day of our lives. Our sufficiency is from God who also made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant. So what He's putting in us, He wants to flow through us, and this is all about the new covenant. Uh, I know the Lord has put a, a divine assignment upon this house. I don't, I don't know exactly all the details of how to make it happen, but I know He does. Our sufficiency is in Him, but He is calling us to... Uh, uh, Put pretty much canvas the whole world with this, with this movement that was going to be called Covenant Keepers. And there are going to be Covenant Keeper cell groups and Covenant Keeper Bible studies and Covenant Keeper curriculum and Covenant Keeper uh, uh, rallies and there's going to be Covenant Keeper conferences where we're going to study the, co- the new covenant and our covenants that all are based in the new covenant. We're going to open the eyes of the world to see that we have a better covenant that is in it through Jesus Christ. If the Hebrews tells us that Jesus came and mediated a better covenant by being a better high priest built upon better promises on better blood, why in the world don't we embrace the covenant, the new covenant, and stand upon it, know it, speak it, live it, make declaration from Him, and enjoy the freedom that comes through it. Hallelujah. So we're going to raise up covenant keepers. And we were, uh, the family, we were down in Norfolk riding by the tides. I think that's what it's called there where they play ball or they practice or something. We were there, I think, third or fourth inning, one time fifth inning. And Townsend said, you know, when are they going to start playing? They practiced so long. And he was a little thing. And we've eaten our hot dog. And we've eaten, drank our drink and eat his popcorn. And he thinks, when are they going to start playing? And they were still he thought practicing, but there really was fifth inning. But we're going to have a little more activity. I said, we rode by and I declare, I said, I said, we're going to fill up that stadium and we're going to for, for Hampton Roads and we're going to have a Covenant Keepers uh, a conference there. It's going to be amazing. The Spirit of God. This is all based on the glory of God. Let the glory of the Lord rise upon you let the glory of the Lord rise up we need to take our stance upon the new covenant of God and help people get the their their the veil removed off of their eyes that they can see their healing power that they can see the delivering power that they can see the salvific power that they can see the Holy Ghost power in and through Jesus Christ so that we can live above the circumstances of this world, bringing forth glory and honor to Him. Amen. He says the glory of the Lord is going to cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. God's got a plan on this earth. People say the earth's getting worse and worse and worse. Well, let me tell you what. I'm saying God is saying He's going to release more and more and more. Because God's word is not going to return void. And if he said the glory of the Lord is going to cover this earth as the waters cover the sea, we need to go ahead and roll up our sleeves and be a part of letting the glory of the Lord fill us and spill over out and through us and start uh, bringing some increase around us. Hallelujah. I know when the, they have a pool dig, they dig a new pool and, and, uh, and they're trying to fill it up with water. Say you got guests coming over. And I saw this one time, I was visiting this uh, family, and they had all these water hoses coming uh, into their pool. And they said they just finished a pool, they had this party, they had guests coming over, and the neighbors pitched in. So the neighbors had their hoses running over as well, and all of the neighbors' hoses were coming in. I just thought that was a beautiful sight, as they filled up that how many hundreds or thousands of gallons that was needed in that pool for that celebration. I say, I say, let us all be a participant of the glory of the Lord flowing in us and through us to change our neighborhoods and to change our cities and to change our nation and to change our world because God's going to get His glory on this earth to cover it as the waters cover the sea one way or another. And I see in the Word of God He wants to do it in us and through us, His body, by His Spirit. Praise God. So it says that our sufficiency is from God as He has now made us sufficient as ministers of this new covenant. We've got to become ministers of this new covenant. I want to raise up every born-again believer that knows Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior to be a minister of the new covenant. He has made us to be ministers of the new covenant. Somebody says, you know, I feel like I'm called into the ministry. And I say, you are? And they say, "Really? Have you prayed about it?" I said, "I don't need to pray about it. I've studied my Bible." They said, "You study your Bible." I said, "Yeah, God has called us all to be ministers of the new covenant." He has called us the royal priesthood. You may not have a pulpit ministry behind what we call a pulpit in a church, but you're going to have a pulpit in your home. You're going to have a pulpit at your workplace. You're going to have a pulpit in your neighborhood. You're going to have a place that you can let the glory of the Lord flow through you to bring forth the ministry of the Spirit of God of the new covenant that He has given to us. So he says he's made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. Yeah. Of the Spirit, for the letter kills, yeah. but the Spirit gives life. Yeah. Oh, Thank God for that. I say you need to mark that statement. I've bold-faced and underlined it for you there. The letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. Now, it is a phrase from God's Word like this that needs to become a cornerstone of thought is how I like to say it. A cornerstone of thought. For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. And you need to discover these cornerstone ideas or thoughts or concepts that God gives us in His Word and, and you need to get them down in your spirit. They need to, they need to renew your mind and bring forth that, that metamorphosis that needs to take place so that you can, you can spread the glory of the Lord. And, and this is one of them. It will shape everything else in your life. Kind of has a domino effect and, and here we need to see that, for the letter kills and the Spirit gives life. Because there's something in us, if we let it go unchecked, it's going to go back to the letter. It'll go back to the letter. We have to live a disciplined life. That's why we're called disciples. So that in one of our disciplines is that we, we don't go back to the letter because we know the letter kills, but we go to the Spirit. We yield to the Holy Spirit. We grieve not the Holy Spirit because the Spirit gives life. Another one of these uh, cornerstone uh, of thought that I shared with you on Sunday was from Luke 16 and 16 where Jesus says, the law and the prophets were until John, which means that they don't have a voice anymore except to affirm the New Testament reality. We love the Old Testament. Here at Christian Embassy, we study the Old Testament. We preach the Old Testament. We live the Old Testament as it now affirms the New Testament uh, concept and the New Testament reality of the new and better covenant that we have in and through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So since, uh, since that time, he says... Uh, uh, the law and the prophets were until John. But he says since that time, the kingdom is being preached. So here in Luke 16 and 16, we see now the kingdom of God is what we have to preach. The proclamation that comes from us is thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, and how Jesus has established his kingdom on this blessed new covenant. Praise God. So that cornerstone of thought, you need to get it down in your heart and mind and spirit for the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. The letter referring to the Old Testament law, the Old Testament covenant, the Old Testament. it, It basically told all of us that we've fallen short of the glory of God and and the wages of sin is death. That's what the letter does. It shows us that through our effort, through everything that we good deed that we can do, there's a bad deed that slips up or something that we should have done that we neglected to do that disqualifies us. The letter always shows us that we're standing before an eternal God and we're helpless and we have no way of fulfilling every letter of the law that He has given except a Savior comes and take our place unless there be a substitute and it calls us to our place of falling on our knees before an altar and saying except Jesus you come the Lamb of God and shed your blood to pay my debt my debt will never be paid and Jesus says I'm willing to come Father God says I'm willing to send him because I love you so much and everyone who places their faith in him should not perish but have everlasting life hallelujah So the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. You get stuck in the letter and you'll feel condemned all the time. You'll feel worthless all the time. You'll feel a failure all the time because outside of Christ you are and I am as well. But let me tell you what, we now become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We become the head and not the tail. He now puts us above only and not beneath. He took the curse that the curse be taken off of us so that the blessing might come upon us even the Gentiles. Praise God. Following suit here, verse 7, he goes on to say, but if the ministry of death, talking about the law, the letter, written and engraved on stones, now listen what he says here. Even it was glorious. Even it had God's glory on it so that the children of Israel could not even look steadily at the face of Moses because of the glory of his countenance, which was glory, was passing away. That glory that that touched Moses was one that was fading. But it was still glorious, so glorious that the Israelites couldn't even look upon it. He says in verse 8 here, How will the ministry of the Spirit not be more glorious? If the latter and the law and that which kills and that which shows us that where our, our failure is and where our lack is, if that work of God giving us the foundation of a Savior that we would call upon, a Messiah that we would desire, if it had so much glory on that negative part that, that, that we couldn't even look upon it when it was on Moses and what was on Moses was just a touch and it was fading away, how much glorious he says will the ministry of the Spirit, not be uh, with the the Spirit's working of the glory of God. Let me tell you what, we should be walking. I've had people say it to me before, and I've seen it on people before, and I'm I'm praying for more, because it's not enough. I've had people come up to me in the store before and say, who are you? Are you a famous uh, celebrity? And I say, uh, You know, I'm thinking, you know, how can I take a little Bible verse and do something with this here? But it took me off guard. Are you a celebrity? And I say, no, why do you say that? And they say, there's just such a glow glow about you. There's just a glow. I could see it all the way across the store. And I immediately knew, oh, this was the Lord. This wasn't me. This was the Lord. And And I just told them, I said, since I met Jesus Christ and he came into my heart, I said he did a work of cleansing and a work of reconciliation and a work of reconstruction and a work. He took a broken down busted disgusted and and poverty driven uh, young farm boy and he filled me with so much joy and so much life and so much gl- of his glory. I said, that's the Lord and, and and you can have him as well. do you know him? and uh, so I, I would use it in that way, but I pray that we the church would be even more than what Moses had, which was fading away, because that we would just begin to walk in the manifest presence of God in such a way that it transforms the the environment around us. Hallelujah. So here's the presence of the Lord, the manifest of Jesus Christ, transforming people in the Old Testament. And the Apostle Paul says, how much more glorious should it be now we have the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. I believe there's going to be a generation and I actually pray that I'm a part of it. This isn't something I'm speaking in the future beyond my years. I'm praying that I can participate and be a part of this generation that is going to be well acquainted with the glory of the Lord. That this won't be a topic that we study and pass on, but this will become a lifestyle. This will become an endeavor of of, of existence for us. That we'll be a part of the generation that God is raising up. That we're acquainted so with the glory of the Lord. See, there's so many that have tried to fix with skilled counseling. and, And while skilled counseling is necessary, and thank God for it, skilled counseling can't fix everything. And we've tried to fix things with our, 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 all of our classes that train and as important as teaching and education is, that cannot fix everything. We've tried to transform people and help people get set free where it seemed the circumstances would say they'll never walk in freedom and we've tried every 12-step idea that we could come up with and we've come with accountability and all that we could think to do And and while all of that is good, let me tell you what. There are some things that only the glory of the Lord can take care of. Where we need the supernatural manifest of the presence of Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit. And they need an encounter with the glory. I want us to be a church that, when folks drive by, when folks drive on the parking lot, when folks walk into this building, whether there's an addiction holding on to them, or whether there's a, a you know a problem in their life or circumstance that doctors or, or 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 lawyers or accountants or bankers said there's no hope for you, but the glory of the Lord would begin a transformation that would took a take a caterpillar and bring forth a butterfly of a metamorphosis nature through the power of God and he would get all the glory. I actually see the Lord I'm I'm talking to some of you, I hope all of you will receive this but I see the Lord looking at your calendar. You say I don't have a calendar. Well he's written your name on a calendar. So you've got a calendar. And he's setting up appointments for you. And all I see in the appointments is, is the word glory. Doxa. I see doxa glory. He's setting up appointments with you with the glory. Hallelujah. I want you to get ready for that. I believe I'm here to help prepare you for that so that you will not pass by. Because please remember, some things don't look like you think they should look. They just appear like a burning bush. You know, that's, that was common in the desert, but if you'll stop and you'll step aside, you'll attract His voice. Appointments with the glory. Some, Some things that He drops into our lives look strange at first, like a ghost walking on the water, but the disciples were so desperate that they called out for His help and they found that it was the manifest presence of Jesus. And the miracle of heaven brought forth the manifest on earth a miracle of such nature that had never been recorded in human history. That's what you have on your calendar. God has appointments set up for times of glory. And while it may seem strange or while it may seem normal what you're passing through, be ever sensitive to say, God, is this it? Is this the time? Is this the place? Start seeking Him. And if you'll seek Him, you'll find Him. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, He's already written doxa. He's got glory written down for you. This, this I see is going to be ever increasing till it becomes a daily thing. It's going to become a daily thing for us. You're going to be a part of of the glory of God covering this earth as the waters cover the sea. You're going to be a part of that, ushering in that. You from your time that you're spending with God, from your time of experiencing the manifest presence of Jesus doing in and through you what you could never do on your own just bringing glory from heaven to earth. Hallelujah. You're going to be a part of that. Hallelujah. Sometimes it may be just walking on the road with a stranger to Emmaus and All of a sudden, this guy speaking this great stuff that you've never heard before and it seems so amazing and then he disappears in your sight and you realize, you know, we've just had a moment. We've just had a moment. A divine encounter. God is, He's telling me to tell you that He's so excited to write on your calendar scheduling divine encounters. Divine encounters where He's going to show you His glory. Just like He took Peter, James, and John up on the Mount of Transfiguration and there had a divine encounter and a manifest of His glory before them. That was just to prefigure what He wants to do in and through your life. So I believe the Lord is looking at your calendar and He's setting up these appointments. I want you to remember this. I want you to not forget this. For, for you, it may seem to be a strange presence that wakes you up in your bedroom at 2 in the morning and it just ushers in a peace. A peace that surpasses all understanding. And you're just going to know that there you are on holy ground in, in a very special moment that the Lord has for you. Say, God, I'm here. Whatever you say, I will do. Speak to me, Lord. I want to hear what you want me to do. I want to hear what you want to say over me. Just be receptive. Be receptive. Don't be like Peter who gets all nervous and uh, he's wanting to build tabernacles to you know, Moses and, and Elijah and, and Jesus. You know, just say, you know, listen to what God the Father did through that cloud at the transfiguration. And he spoke and he said, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. Listen to him. Listen to him. Peter, stop. Put down your, your, your construction plan. Stop. Stop. You're talking. I know you're nervous. The glory makes you nervous. We talked about that Sunday. That if you're not uh, with a heartbeat in tempo, with the, uh, the heartbeat of heaven, when the glory is manifest, it'll make you nervous. And, you, and the religious uh, side of you that, that is still living off of law will say, I need to do something. I need to go. And you think, oh yeah, I'll go clean the bathroom so that when they get through worshiping and, and everybody needs a break, everything will be spotless and clean. And oh, that'll be wonderful for the Lord. No. No. Sit in His presence. Sit in His presence and say, Yes, Father, you told me to hear what your Son has to say. So Jesus, speak to me. I'm here. I'm receptive. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, He's setting things up for you. He's setting things up for me to encounter His glory. In a greater way. Like I said, this isn't a, just a Bible study. This is a divine assignment that our church is under and that we're walking in. And because, you know, he, he knows that what he's called us to do, the assignment that he has on your life, you can't pull it off in your own strength. You can't do it. He said, go disciple nations. And he knows that we can't pull anything off like that on our own strength because only transformed people can transform nations. So we've got to be in His presence. And we've got to be transformed by His glory. Looking in the mirror, being transformed by His glory. Going from glory to glory. So just as He draws us in until His presence comes, I believe He is deepening that well in you and in me. He's taken us deeper and deeper. And I look for the time that will come where we will be suspended in His glory and in His, in His presence for, for hours or even days. And, and it seemed like moments, just moments that pass by. Hallelujah. The Lord is doing this in us and through us so that He can do what He has called us to do in and through this world. Hallelujah. I want to thank the Lord that He has not disqualified us. Amen. That He still looks upon us and He sees His Son, Jesus. And when He sees His Son, Jesus, He says, you know what? Worthy. 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 Hallelujah. Deepen the well in us, O God. Deepen the well in us, O God. That we might be taken to and transformed and Mo- uh, let, that, let that metamorphosis take place that we are not how we were. Amen? Amen? Do you want to be used to fulfill God's assignment for your life? Yeah. We need His Spirit. Yeah. And His Spirit brings in the manifest presence of God and the glory of God because the glory of God working in us and flowing through us Is what accomplishes the divine of the assignment. And like I said, we got to keep our hands off of it, right? It's not how special we are, it's how special He is. Not how powerful we are, it's how powerful He is. That we find our all in Jesus Christ. Would you just stand with me and let's lift our hands to Him? I, I would normally say, if you feel comfortable, lift your hands. I just say, lift your hands. I mean, God said, lift up holy hands before you. If I can't say the word of God, then what's wrong with me? If you don't want to, that's between you and the Lord. But let's just lift up our hands, holy hands before Him. Lord, I thank you that you're writing the good news of the gospel on our hearts with artistic flair. Just because you like to. (laughs) Lord, our hearts are these epistles that You're writing Your glorious Word and will on. And I thank You that You have predestined us to dwell in, to live in, to continuously encounter Your glory. That is Your Word would say, taking us from glory to glory. And God, I'm asking that You will do something in us We need assistance here, God, that you would do a work in us to help our heart begin to beat consistent with yours. Lord God, it may be arrhythmic, it may be out of sync, it may be beating with the tempo of the world, it may be beating with the tempo of of the pressure of the circumstances, of the, the need of the supernatural or whatever it may be, but God help us. Lord, we ask you to help our heart beat consistent with yours to the vibration of heaven, to the tempo of your world, not our world, because, God, you called us to usher in your kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. So, God, we ask you to help us to bring our heartbeat to the tempo to be the same as yours, that everywhere we go, we will just remind people of heaven. We'll be walking, talking, living billboards that just gives everybody a glimpse of heaven. Lord, we want to remind people of you. Hallelujah. So Holy Spirit, we yield our hearts and we yield our lives to you now. Spirit of the living God, write the epistles upon our heart. Lord God, thy will be done. Lord, we yield ourselves to you now. Lord, there are things that we've said and things that we've done and things that we've looked at that have kept us bound to the things of this earth. But Lord God, let us release those things. Let us forgive those. Let us, <coughs> Lord God, just surrender that to you. Lord, if, if there's uh, activity that needs to be taken to make things right, we give it unto you. You said vengeance is yours, that you would take care of it, that you would repay. So Lord God, whatever it is, we, we surrender it to you. Because we don't want to be so tied down to the the heartbeat of this world and so tied to the the struggle of this world that, that we miss the heartbeat of heaven and miss being the vessels of honor that your glory would flow through, Lord God. Lord, I pray tonight that each and every person under the sound of my voice that has a heart that is willing and a mind that is willing would say, Lord God, from the place I am now, Lord, I surrender and I give myself to You. And I ask You, God, to fill me with Your Spirit to put the reins of your Spirit on me, to guide me, to direct me, Lord God. And Lord God, I surrender to your word of the new covenant. Hallelujah. And when I look into the new covenant, Lord God, that which I look at, that which is that image, will will conform me to, Lord. I stop looking at the false. I stop looking at the negative. I stop calling out all of the bad. I stop pointing out all of the, the, the things that are missing. And Lord, I begin to look at your word that is whole and complete in your blood that is whole and complete and your names that are whole and complete and your power that is whole and complete. And I begin to praise you, Lord God. And Lord, I know when I begin to praise you in the midst of the negative circumstances of life as Paul and Silas gave us demonstration... That while they were surrounded with sewer and surrounded with a rot and surrounded with stench and surrounded with loss and surrounded with pain and they were bound in chains and they were bound in socks and they were locked behind bars and they'd been mistreated, they'd been lied on, they'd been betrayed. uh, Everything we could think of, it happened to them. Stripped naked and humiliated and cast there. But Lord, I thank you that they gave us demonstration that night. That as they lift up their hands and begin to praise you in that midnight hour. As they begin to look not at their circumstances but at your glory. Hallelujah. As they begin to sing you're glorious, oh God. You're worthy to receive the glory, worthy to receive the honor, worthy to receive the praise. And as they begin to lift up your name, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Sidkenua, Jehovah El Shaddai, Jehovah Shalom. As they begin to lift you up, Lord God, they showed us in demonstration what could happen as we look to and turn to your glory. Lord, then your glory becomes, we become the conduit of your glory to come in even if it has to shake the foundations of a man-made prison and cause bars to fall open and chains to fall off and stocks to fall off and hardened hearts of jailers to soften and prisoners to be set free around us. Lord, let us learn from the demonstration of the glory of you there in that prison cell. And let us, to God, uh, whatever circumstance, whatever situation, whatever heartbreak, whatever setback, whatever set up, Lord, that the devil would bring against us that rejection uh, and whatever the lives of men would come, that we would say, I do not look to this negative. I do not speak of this negative. But I look to the God of the heavens, and I look unto the hills from where my help comes from. And then we become a a lightning rod that attracts the glory flash of heaven. uh, here on earth to bring forth the release of power in and through our lives and around our lives. So, Lord, we want to be living epistles. Lord, that you're writing, you're writing by your spirit with artistic flair. Lord, the beauty and the freedom and the glory that you have, Lord God. Lord, while there's so much more here for us to study, I just feel tonight this is where you wanted us to end. This is where you wanted us to go as we stand here before you, God, and said, fill us, fill us, Lord God. Deepen our well, God. Lord, help us to not pass the burning bush or the things of normalcy in, in this hot and hard life. And Lord, that we would pull aside and say, yes, here. I want to hear what you have to say, God. Speak to us, Lord. Hallelujah. If you would, if there's somebody near you or you can move, I want you to just lay your hand on someone's shoulder if you could. And I want you to begin to pray for them. I want you to begin to pray for them that God would set them up. To set them up for divine encounters. Go ahead and let the glory of the Lord begin to flow through you right now. As I hear the Spirit of the Lord saying, release it, release it, release it. They need to verbally hear it. You say, God, I'm praying, God, set them up. Set them up for divine encounters. Set them up for the burning bush experience, Lord. Let the glory become manifest upon them. Let the glory become manifest all around them. Let your glory change their circumstance. Let your glory change their situation. Let your glory, Lord God, manifest and bring heaven on earth. Thy will, thy, thy kingdom come, I will be done here on earth in their life. Let it be done, God. Lord, that from this night forward, they would begin to see a shift. Go ahead and begin to speak shift over them. Shift. Shift into new covenant blessing. Shift. The new covenant provision shift in the new covenant outpouring shift shift new covenant is the focus. The new covenant it's a better covenant, it has better promises, it has better blood, it has a better high priest, uh, has a better name, uh, it has a better God. Hallelujah! Better, 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 better. Hallelujah! New covenant, hallelujah. And Lord, just, I just pray for them, Lord, that it would not be written on hearts of stone, Lord God, but, but hearts of flesh, Lord. Hearts that are open for the artistic flair of you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Lord, that they begin to experience things they've never experienced before in a supernatural way. Lord, they begin to see with a greater clarity into the realm of the Spirit. Lord, pray over them. That they begin to hear with greater certainty what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. That they would begin to operate in the power of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to Your name. Glory to Your name. We thank You, Lord, so just release the blessing and the favor. So I release the blessing and the favor of God in Jesus' name. I release His blessings. I release His favor. Just go ahead and say, I release His anointing. Hallelujah. 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 Lord. Now, if you would, let's just take a, some time in His presence and let Him do what He and only He can do. Hallelujah. If you want to walk, you walk. If you want to come kneel at this altar, you just come kneel. You need to sit in His presence. Just sit in His presence. But let me tell you what, when we come together and, and we have this opportunity, we've got a portal to heaven right now. There's a portal when we come together in the unity that we do. I'm telling you, the unity that we have here in this place, it, it, it can, in the name of Jesus, gives us greater, greater strength than when we're standing alone. Hallelujah. So while we're here, let's just just come before the Lord and say, Lord, do in me what only you can do. Hallelujah. Don't describe to him what to do. Let him do something artistic, something beyond what your mind can even comprehend. Greater, greater. Eye is not seen and ear is not heard. And neither is it entered into the heart of man what God is wanting to do in you. So don't give him your limitations. Just say, God, here am I. I make myself a vessel unto you, Lord God, a yielded vessel, God, unto you, Lord, for you to just do and move and minister and fill and anoint in a powerful way. Hallelujah. 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 Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Lord, let us just see our strength and our unity before you tonight. Lord, let us just recognize your glory and the vastness of what you are and who you are are and what you want to do hallelujah hallelujah lord as we pray we lift up billy shoemate before you tonight as well lord as he's preparing short of a miracle that would bring forth a a creative miracle of a, a new valve in his heart Short of that miracle, Lord, we know Friday, Thursday or Friday, there's <coughs> going to be this surgery, Lord, where we've watched you use the hands of the physicians, Lord, and those that assist to do what we can we never believe could be done. But, Lord, you've given the insight and the understanding, and, and you've helped raise up, Lord, these mighty, mighty servants of yours. Lord God, before a surgery takes place, we pray for a creative miracle. Lord God, we pray for the God who created that man. (laughs) you created all of us. That you would just create a new valve in his heart right now, Lord God. And you know what it needs more than I know what it needs. I can't even begin to describe it to you. So I'm just going to bow to your glory. Lord, that your glory would do in and through Bill Shoemate, Lord God, the manifest of heaven on earth and bring supernatural divine healing in and through his life. Lord God, protect him from, from the enemy that would want to come and kill, steal, and destroy. We rebuke you, Satan. We rebuke you and your assignment on Bill Shoemate. And we come against your assignment in the name of Jesus. And we tear up those plans. And we destroy those plans and we will not allow you to come in and destroy this man's life. As we stand around him and we declare the name of Jesus and we come draw nigh unto you, God, and we resist the devil, we thank you, God, that the devil's got to flee. Hallelujah. So we resist you, Satan, now in the name of Jesus and we uh, pray a hedge of protection around Bill Shoemaker. He is going to rise up off of that bed of affliction stronger than he was before. He's going to rise up off of that bed of affliction with a a praise on his lips. Hallelujah. And he's going to bring forth the manifest of your glory, Lord God. Use him, we pray, in a mighty way. We just place him in your care and his family that are going back and forth, Lord. Sister Cheryl, Lord God, we lift her up, Lord, as well. We pray the same. they are two or one. So we pray divine healing that would flow from her head to her feet as well, Lord God. Every organ, every system, every bone, every joint, every marrow, every tendon, every ligament. Be healed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And protection around her as well. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for the testimony that Bill's going to share. We thank you for the testimony Cheryl's going to share. And we give you the praise for it, Lord God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah Now Lord as we just continue in your presence Doing us what we can't do it for ourselves All you need is a yielded vessel Willing servants Let us yield ourselves to you God Here we are yielding ourselves Ready to serve you Spirit of the living God do it Holy Ghost we welcome you Fill this house Holy Spirit, we welcome you. Fill this house. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. Fill this house. Fill us each and every one. Fill our homes. Fill our lives. Lord, we want to be instruments of righteousness for your glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, I now release a blessing blessing of the Father over each and every one God as we go into this night we say God bless each and every one with your protection with your strength with your wisdom and with your righteousness and with your glory bless us Lord as we make our way into our individual homes so that we can carry this blessing with us. Moses looked at your goodness and when he looked at your goodness, he was filled with your glory. Help us to go home tonight looking at your goodness. Free us up, God, from discounting our position with you and carrying your glory by focusing on everything negative. Help us to discipline ourselves to focus on that which is good, that which is lovely, that which is pure, that which is of good report, so that as we look upon your goodness, we're filled with your glory. You're a good God. You're a gracious God. You're a loving God. You're a forgiving God. You're an amazing God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. whole new measure help me Lord God to surrender every area every area show me where it's not surrendered that I can yield it over to you because I want to live my life I want to burn out in a good way bringing forth your glory here on this earth hallelujah we thank you Lord we praise you Lord God let your favor like never before <laughs> I pray like, like unprecedented what I'm hearing let your favor in unprecedented ways be manifest in and through our homes and in and through our lives and through the sphere of influence that we have giving you the glory and the honor and the praise for it is in Jesus name we pray and everyone said amen amen come on let's just give god thanksgiving and praise for his goodness you've already prayed for some folks around you go to somebody you hadn't before you leave and just say i just want to release the blessing over you just just say that i want to release the blessing of the father over you i want to release the blessing of heaven over you i just want to release the blessing of god's glory over you and just by you saying that let me tell you what it's going to be like peanut butter it's going to stick on them and it's going to be protein for their spirit as they leave here tonight in Jesus' name. God bless you all. Hallelujah.